We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Have you ever moved into a new house and it just gives you weird vibes? And it's not the people you're living with. It's not the family. It's the house. It's almost like maybe there's something there. Something that has always been there before you moved in. Something that will remain after you leave. Today, we are joined by Isabel Cortez of the Scary Stories for the Soul podcast, and she tells us about some scary stories from her childhood home. This is Spooky Tales. Listen with caution. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales. Today we are talking about stuff, spooky stuff, and we have a lovely guest with us. Do you want to tell us about yourself, introduce yourself to the spookies and all that? Yeah. Hey guys, this is Isabel Cortez. I am the host of Scary Stories for the Soul. I'm a professional sleepy girl, published author, and horror podcaster. So my life pretty much revolves around horror 24-7. Not very good at branching out and trying out other stuff. Love it. I like what I like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no need to branch out. There's no need. Yes, okay. exactly. Also, sorry if you hear my children. They're in the room with me. They don't want to leave me alone. So you might <laughs> hear them throughout this episode. <laughs> Before we get into the topic, I do have a listener's story. And if you have a story that you want to send into the podcast, you can send it to spookytales at gmail.com or uh, DM us on any of our socials. We love receiving them. Let me read this one. Hi, I'm a new listener and I love to listen to y'all's podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You make my day to listen to your podcast. Right now, I'm on episode 22 and it reminded me of the dream I had at the house I grew up in. I wanted to send it in so you could read it if you want. We do want. We do. <laughs> yes. A lot of things happened here, but this is the one that freaks me out the most. So it starts out with me raising twins. One's a boy and one's a girl. We're playing hide and seek. The house is a two-story house just for context. So I went through three different rooms and found the first child, which was the little girl. She was sitting down in the middle of the room playing with a teddy bear. And I asked her where her brother was. And all she did was point to the stairs. So I grab her hand and we go up the stairs. As we do, I start to get a really bad, uneasy feeling and becoming more afraid. So I pick up the little girl and hold her. And as we get closer, she holds me tighter, saying she's scared. Once she says that, I start hearing a cat's uh, meow, howl. What do cats do? <laughs> Purr, do they howl? meow. Purr. She wrote howls, <laughs> but I don't know that they howl. <laughs> Wait, do they? Or Let's hope not. <laughs> I don't know. They don't howl. They do that weird, like, loud noise when they meow. when they yeah. like are about to fight another cat, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I was going to do it. But I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where was I? I start hearing a cat's meow in the dream. And then at the back of the hallway, it starts to get darker. So I hold on tighter to the girl and call out to my quote unquote son. Adam, where are you? I found your sister. Can you come out, please? 
As I say that and get to the end of the stairs, which was where my older sister's room was, the door is cracked open. I put down the little girl and I keep calling for my son. The little girl starts crying and trying to hold me back, all the while the cat is getting louder in the dream. I go to the open the door and all I see is my son on the floor crouched over something under the window. This was the only light in the whole room. Everything else was pitch black and all you could hear is the little girl crying and the loud cat howled meowing. I go up to my son and touch him on the shoulder. The boy turns around and all I see is a black cat in his lap. Then I look at his face and his eyes are pitch black. Oh no. And his mouth is wide open making the horrible cat sound. <laughs> That's when I wake up. Then, after the horrible dream, which this was a week later, I went to sleep in the guest room with my dog. I was getting ready for bed, and the minute I turned off the light, I heard a child laughing, and it sounded like it was killing something. So Ooh. I turned the lights on to look around. I found nothing, of course, so I grabbed my dog, and we slept in the living room for a while. <laughs> uh-uh. The house was so scary growing up. And let's see. And then she says, thank you, Charity. You can use my name or you can change it to Lynn. No, I already said Charity, so. (laughs) (laughs) And then she wrote, thanks for being awesome. No, Charity slash Lynn. Thank you for sending this in and for being awesome. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. I would be packing my bags and be like, nope. Bye. In this economy, I would stay there. But I'd be scared the whole time. (laughs) I might, like, live in a car instead. And save rent anyways. (laughs) Save rent money. Like, that's your room. This is my room. Just, you know, let's not, let's not meet. Let's not interact. Yeah. You can stay up there. I'll stay down here. Pull up. You know, I won't bother you. You won't bother me. (laughs) Pull up a contract. Like, if you're going to haunt, this isn't a haunt for free, okay? (laughs) This is a renter's agreement. (laughs) Yes. No, it's horrible that she dreamed children and then heard a child laughing mm-hmm. like while awake. That's no. That's a big mess. My, my grandmother used to say that like malevolent spirits will disguise themselves as children because it makes you trust them more. Oh, mm-hmm. MJ, I've... don't you say that all yeah. the time? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Ugh, gross. Um, so yeah, I have a legend for you guys that I found last minute. Ooh, nice. <laughs> And actually, I had not heard of this one, which is surprising because I feel like I know most of them already. But then every time I find a new one, I'm like, huh, I didn't know that one. <laughs> and obviously, it's not possible to know all of them. I just think I do until I find a new one. <laughs> okay, so um, this one is called La Zacatecana. Hmm. And by the name, I thought it took place in Zacatecas, but it doesn't. <laughs> so this uh, legend takes place in the city of Querétaro in the 18th century. Before this place became El Museo de la Casa de la Zacatecana, the Museum of the Zacatecana for our uh, Spanish-challenged friends, this was a mansion. This legend begins when the prominent couple from Zacatecas moved to this said mansion. They were of high society as he was in the mining industry. This kept him away from home, and la Zacatecana was left by herself quite often with only servants as her company. Perhaps it was the boredom or the loneliness, whatever the reason, she fell in love with one of her servants and they began an affair. One night, her husband returned earlier than he was supposed to and he caught his wife with the servant. 
La Zacatecana ordered her lover to kill her husband, and he did. Then she ordered her lover to bury him in the backyard. Neighbors began to talk, wondering about the whereabouts of her husband. Despite the reassurances that he was on a work trip, the gossip continued. They began to gossip about her having an affair and an attempt to stop this chisme, this gossip. She stabbed her lover to death. Then she buried him next to her dead husband. No one knows why or how, but a few days later, after this happened, La Zacatecana was found dead in her home, also stabbed. It wasn't until after finding her that the two men were found in the yard. The people of Querétaro were shocked, and they decided to hang La Zacatecana's corpse from her balcony as punishment. Ever since then, it is said that La Zacatecana is still in the mansion. At nights, there are strange noises, footsteps, and the sound of a woman's scream can be heard. If you look closely, the shadow of a woman can be seen in the balcony. If you're listening to this before September 17th, 2022, then you can join us for a movie night. Our Patreon members voted for the movie. So we're going to be watching on September 17th. We're going to be watching Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. You can join us on twitch.tv slash spooky underscore Christina. You do need to have your own Amazon Prime account to be able to watch the movie. Because otherwise, if you go to Twitch, you'll just see me uh, saying random things. As I react to the movie that we're watching, but you're not going to be able to see the movie. So make sure you sign into your Amazon Prime account and give me a follow and join us for a movie night. Again, that is on September 17th. It's a Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Hope to see you there. Stay a spooky. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I never heard of that one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, me neither. When I was reading it, I was expecting her to be murdered, but no, she murdered the husband. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of murder going on for this one lady. I feel <laughs> like at one point I would have been like, yo, you already made me kill your husband. Now you're going to kill me. Right. So, uh, like, for real? <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the betrayal. <laughs> You definitely signed yourself up to be like for that house to be haunted if you like she's already dead and you hung her dead corpse like that's on you you yeah, created yeah, the ghost yeah, yeah you did that yes oh and it's i couldn't find any more stories about it but it said that there's three spirits that haunt the place so oh. i think presumably her and the husband and the lover are just all yeah. hanging out in this house yeah, after death. Yeah, how awkward. It's like, <laughs> how what? Awkward. I have to, I'm dead and I have to watch my wife, Yo, <laughs> my wife yes. and her lover, even after death. What kind of hell is that? <laughs> you're murdered and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to heaven. And you're like, no, ya valió madre. Now I have to stay in this house with my cheating wife and her lover. Like, <laughs> I'd be so mad. Not, I'd be so I'd mad. Be pissed. I feel betrayed again <laughs> one more time <laughs> but yeah i just wanted a quick short legend for everyone <laughs> you have to put up the ghost renters agreement at that point yeah <laughs> you're like this this is the room that i'm gonna haunt this is the room that you're gonna haunt i don't want to see your face i better not see so you wait i'm haunting you haunt this area and you stay in the balcony forever. You're not leaving exactly. that. Your, your place is the balcony. Poor guy, though, for real. 
<laughs> yeah. got cheated on. Right? And then he got killed. murdered. <laughs> and then still has to deal with all the BS in the afterlife. Right? <laughs> He's like, oh, is this heaven? And she shows up. She's like, damn. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> or what's that mind. meme? What is that meme? <laughs> oh, so God, you let anybody in here. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the good place. (laughs) (laughs) This is the bad place. (laughs) But yeah, that was my um, story. So yes, uh, tell us. Tell us. uh, Tell us a scary story. Yeah. So like first straight up, like our family has always kind of been this like group of people that gets followed around by stuff like this. My dad's from Colima. My mom is from Tecoman. And they... Both of their families are just constantly dealing with like the paranormal and the supernatural. And because of that, when we grew up and we kind of started seeing stuff too, I have two sisters and a little brother. My parents were always the kind of people that were like, okay, you're seeing these things. What can we do about them? Do you feel like they're negative? Do you feel Mm. like they just want help? Do you feel like, you know, stuff like that? Mm -hmm. They never tried to convince us that it wasn't real. Like very open. Yeah. Yes all the time, just very open about that kind of stuff. So it also helped us to not be so afraid. Obviously, we've seen things that don't feel good, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but they've always been very supportive and like, okay, what do you want to do about it? You know what I mean? Do you feel like it can be ignored? Or do you feel like we have to maybe do some stuff to, to try to get it away from you? Or how do you feel about that? So that's always really helped us out a lot. Um, But they're is one specific story that like just we didn't know what to do about it we used to move around a lot we were living in a house in Atalanto um I don't know where you guys are from but Atalanto is like near like Victorville and like Hesperia and stuff oh, like that I, yeah mm-hmm. I know the area yeah yeah we lived in Atalanto for like a very short amount of time right um we were living in this one specific house that right off the bat both of my parents were kind of like, oh, this place doesn't really feel good. Like, we don't really 100% know why it doesn't feel good. But we all kind of came to the consensus that this house does not feel good. So we were just kind of like, okay, what well, what are we going to do? My mom blessed the house. And, you know, she does that. She did that thing. I don't know if you guys have heard. You put like little vasitos of like holy water just kind yes. of like in each room. Mm-hmm. She did that. You know, you do that kind of situation just to make it feel like a little bit better. Um, it didn't work, but you know, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, you gotta try. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one one specific day, I had a doctor's appointment. I didn't go to school. I was just kind of chilling in my room. My mom was in the kitchen and I was trying to figure out I heard a noise that was coming from the backyard. I couldn't figure out what it was coming from. I was trying to figure out if it was my mom or not. And I came out of my room. My mom's not in the kitchen. I can't find her anywhere. I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna write it off, went back into my room and all the lights in my room completely turned off. Like all the lights in the room (gasps) shut off, the television shut off, everything in my room completely shut off. And I was like, okay, what can I do? I can either sit here in the darkness or I can go find my mom. And I was like, I'm not getting out of this goddamn room. Absolutely (laughs) not. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not leaving this bed. I'm not moving from this area. I'm not going to do that. So I put the covers over my head and I was like, I'm just going to wait here until my mom finds me. And then I started hearing more like 
sort of like rattling, kind of like what you would hear in an earthquake if like the the portraits on your wall start to rattle and stuff like that. Just shaking is what I was hearing, but I couldn't feel any shaking. And so I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to pretend like I can't hear it. It wasn't working. It started getting louder. So me being raised Catholic, I was like, I'm going to pray, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's my last line of defense. I started praying and I promise you when I tell you that I heard a voice right next to my ear saying, shut that noise off. Oh my God. Oh, I'm oh, so no. scared no. right now. I have. <laughs> That's what it said to me. <laughs> yes. It said, shut that noise off. <gasps> wow. Wow. Stopped because I was like, this is not a voice I recognize. Also, there is no way that anyone in my house would ever tell me to do that if I was praying. And, and it I was just like kind of, in your ear, like right next to your right ear. Right in my ear, right Ooh. in my ear. And I felt breath. I felt oh, no. warmth. Oh my I God. felt it was, it was a, a, a person in my ear. So I stopped and I was like, I'm not going to take this. I threw the covers off of my head. I was moving to leave the room. A portrait fell off of my wall. <gasps> oh, no. And I ran out of the room. <sighs> and I found my mom. And I was like, where were you? And she's like, I. she had gone to the bathroom. She came back out. And all of the burners in the kitchen were on. Like, all of oh, them. Oh, my God. And she freaked out because it was just me and her in the house. She She had turned them all off. And there was a pot on the stove that just got really overheated. So <gasps> she had gone into the front yard where we had the hose to kind of hose down the pot. And then when she tried to get back inside the house, she had been locked out. <gasps> wow. What? It had, whatever, whatever it was, it had locked her out of the house. Oh my God. And you were and there? she had to go all, alone? I was alone in the house. Oh I had absolutely God. no idea. Wow. <laughs> absolutely no idea. She had to go around kind of like around the side of the house to get back in. And that's the only reason she was able to come back inside the house is because, you know, she came around the other side. And I told her what had happened and she was like, okay, uh, put your shoes on. We're leaving the house at least, at least for a half hour. Like we cannot be in this house right now. Mm -hmm. We left, we went to, I think it was the neighbor's house that was maybe like, cause the area is kind of like sparse. There's, you don't have like neighbors right next mm -hmm. to each other. So we walked to the neighbor's house. We stayed there for maybe half an hour. When we went back inside, we checked all of the rooms. Everything looked sort of okay. Nothing seemed like very off. But when you walked in, it smelled like, um, like, uh, almost like rotten eggs. Oh, oh no. That's not good. That's oh, like the that's sulfur. A... That's what is it called? Oh. Like brimstone and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It smelled like rotten eggs. My mom blessed the house again and calmed down, but activity in that house never really went away. And it didn't go away until we moved. Like we ended up moving from that house. Like we did not stay there. We it it felt horrible in that house all the time. And you never knew why. My neighbor had told my mom that the people who used to live in that house were very like secluded and like very recluse people, but that they weren't very good people. Like they Ooh. were always fighting. They were always, there was always something happening in that house. The cops were always being called. There was always something happening in that area to the point where like the other neighbors always knew to kind of avoid them. And then when they left, our thought is either there is something in that house that turns them? people. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or they themselves were just carrying all of that, like Mala Vibra 
and they left it and it manifested into something evil yeah Mm -hmm. but we just we don't know which one it is we just know that we couldn't stay in that house we i think we were there for maybe three or four months and then we left we bounced out wow and it yeah to this day my mom still just like she she like wholeheartedly believes that whatever was in that house if we had stayed any longer it would have just messed us up for 100%. sure yeah it was not positive it wasn't one of those things where it's like okay what can we do to figure x y and z out to maybe clear the house out no no whatever was there yeah it was no. just bad energy yeah whatever was there definitely is gonna stay in that house and it'll outlive us all that is insane. Yeah. I'd be so scared. Like, honestly, I mean, I have like I've had my own experiences and stuff like that. Always. It's, it's always chilling because it's like the the moment that the you know, it was like so that's so adorable. <laughs> His little voice. Hello. <laughs> But what was I going to say? Oh, but like that the the moment it like t- tried to like burn down the house, it was like red flags. Yeah, red flags. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, trying to hurt you guys. Yeah, and everyone had different like things going on in that house. One time we went to dinner, we came back and all the stereos were on in the house, so that was really odd. Ooh, younger sister was trying to get into the backyard because we have we've always had dogs she was trying to get into the backyard um to feed the dogs and she went outside and none of the dogs could be found and they were all hiding in this like tiny garage that we had they would not go yeah they would not go into the backyard um my older sister had like a glass shatter on her (gasps) everyone in that house oh my god different experiences and it was you know, they're depending on like spirits and whatever you want to call them. Sometimes they'll latch on to certain people. Sometimes mm-hmm. one person will see them, but the other people won't. And no, this house, it was everyone. It was everybody. That's somehow worse. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. It it doesn't discriminate. It just wants to get at everybody. Ooh, yeah. Because then you, I don't know, I always say, but if like more than one person sees it, it feels more, way more real than if it was just you. Because then you can talk yourself out of it. But if someone else saw it, you can't. Yeah, 100%. That And that was always our thing too, is like, because it's like very inclined to seeing these things, we were always around the thing of like, okay, if it's just me, how do I know that it's it's actually real? You know what I mean? If Mm -hmm. If it is just me. And especially when you're like a little kid, you can kind of explain it away and be like, well, kids have active imaginations Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, whatever. But when it's everyone in the house and everyone is experiencing like different degrees of the same thing, it's you can't explain it away, you know, because if I'm a liar, then that means that my sister's a liar and my dad's a liar and everyone's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, are we lying to ourselves? <laughs> right. <laughs> because we don't want to admit that something horrible is in this house or, you know. But yeah, it was just, it was a horrible experience. And actually, uh, the other day when we were, my younger, my older sister has friends that still live in the area. And from what we know right now, there's no one living in that house. Huh. There's, it's just kind of there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is my I, I truly, truly hope that nobody ever <laughs> moves in there. Yeah. If I would 
if I had the money, I'd have that house demolished. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Salt the earth and no. <laughs> no one can live here. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Not. That is terrifying. But yeah. Have you ever contacted like the the the, the people living after you to see if they have no anything? my friends with the neighbor mm-hmm. um for for a while actually and self is very like eh, you know um mm-hmm. so i guess what we do know from the people who move there is that nobody stays there really long mm-hmm. you know what i mean so we've never mm-hmm. tried to reach out to the people specifically but from what we hear from the neighbor um that my mom stayed friends with mm-hmm. nobody seems to stay there for very long i think the last person who lived there back I think this was 2017 from when my mom spoke to them the last person that stayed there stayed there maybe like a year that's a long time (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean that is a long time and then they left as well wow yeah so people move there they just don't they don't stay very long and I think that person it might be the only person who's stayed there for like an extended period of time mm-hmm. um the person that moved directly after us was only there for about four or five months as well they were there for almost around the same time that we were and then they bounced out as well wow. that's so, just like i feel that feels like it's just people like want to run from there yeah mm-hmm. yeah and especially like when you think about like if i were trying to move into a house and i knew that everybody who lived there only stayed there for a short amount of time i'd start asking myself what's wrong with the place yeah or the area or whatever yeah yeah and that's the thing too is like how do you tell your neighbor like how do you tell someone like hey don't move in here this place is haunted you know like how do you have that conversation without sounding crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i feel like we had a listener story where someone was like they were warned no the neighbor didn't warn them about the house they were just like they said something weird about the house, but didn't tell them it was haunted. And I'm like, just tell them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I knew that you sort of knew that the house was haunted and you still let me move in. I'm going to fight you. You can catch me outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> like, like, there's a few people who are down for that kind of stuff, but not everybody. For fighting? No, <laughs> for ghost houses. Or oh, for ghost houses. <laughs> we <laughs> I fight you on the for street. fighting. I was like, are we throwing <laughs> hands? That too. <laughs> Both. Both. I'll catch these hands. I'll do it. <laughs> the ghost oh also throws hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is a throw hands house, okay? <laughs> Podcast everyone. Please send in your fighting story. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll explore like a haunted place. I'll explore all the haunted places. Like I really... But I don't want to live there mm-hmm. to rest there. You know what I mean? I don't want to come home and like try to decompress in a haunted house. Yeah. Because then you're always on edge. Like, yeah, and, you're not at peace. You know, you're never at peace. You know, you're never able to like fully relax. And I don't think that I would be I don't think I would be comfortable just because you're always feeling that like vibe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm square. I don't have to do that. I yeah. want to explore the haunted place and then leave. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would if the price is right, though. Like, seriously, if I only had to pay, like, $300 a month or rent, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Okay, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. If the yeah. price was that low, I'd, I would do it, too. 
Yeah. Side people. Like, <laughs> I saw this tweet the other day um, <laughs> that someone was like, uh, it was about, God, what was the house? One of the conjuring houses in Rhode Island, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and to have a family moves in, but it cost him like so little. And the guy was like, you know what? Me and the ghost, we're being, we're going to be friends. Like if the <laughs> price is that low, we're, we're good. <laughs> or what was yeah, the thing? I mean, would you, would you clean a, a cemetery by yourself at right night here, yeah. for $80? I'd be like, yes. 80, I yeah, would. $80 an hour. I would do it for less. One hundred percent, eighty dollars an hour. Like, who's gonna pay you eighty dollars an hour? Exactly. I Me would totally and do all it. the yeah. ghosts are gonna be best friends. One hundred percent. Every day I'd be like, Jerry, look what I did to your headstone. Look at You're that. You're gonna love it, my guy. It's look at good. this. Look at how it sparkles. Look at how it shines. I did I'm it for you. Go do the other one. <laughs> that was my gift to you. Zacatecana, oh, your I'm next. Gonna I'm gonna do your grave yes. next. <laughs> Girl, we gonna we're gonna paint that house for you. We're gonna, we're gonna give you new hardwood floors. Good. Oh, yeah. Marble countertop. <laughs> yes. we, we got everything. <laughs> we're gonna set you up. Uh, wow, this was uh what are we at now? 30 minutes. Oh well, if you have any other stories, any other stories you want to share. <laughs> I was I, I mix short stories and share. <laughs> I'm editing that out so nobody knows. <laughs> it's not as bad as what, what was that one thing I said? Snack. Oh yeah, you were like reading the story snake. so well, and then you suddenly said snack, and it- <laughs> <laughs> I also said sneagle one time, which is like I was thinking of a snake yes. and an eagle. I yes. was like sneagle, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knows because I cut that. So we're good. <laughs> Oh my god. But, um, <clears throat> leave it in and pretend it's real. Right. I don't say anything. They it is, know. It is, it's real now. Yeah. There you go. Have people Googling Sneagle. They're like, wait What's a Sneagle. <laughs> it's a new cryptid, actually. Yes. You wouldn't know about it. We're gatekeeping now. <laughs> we stay gatekeeping. I, I have, I'm a defender of gatekeepers, actually. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you guys have time, I have one more if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. MJ, do you have time? Yes, I have time. I don't. My parents took the kids, so. Okay. And mine are just being loud here already. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have any. So we're good. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. So um, I grew up in Los Angeles. I grew up in uh, Highland Park in Los Angeles. Um, it's a few minutes away from Pasadena. And my parents were, or, well, they are, but at the time they were really young parents. So there was me, my older sister, my younger sister, and we were living in an apartment. Um, and my aunt had just moved in. And apartments in Los Angeles, like the one where we lived at, it's there's a main house. And then behind it is like the row of apartments. And mm-hmm. because my parents are the only tenants with children, the landlord let us move into like the main house. Um, just so that, you know, we could have a little bit of extra room, but it was still a fairly tiny house. Um, this house faced street and living in LA, like it's always loud. There's always a bus or a car or a freaking motorcycle or something. There's always something happening on the street. Like mm-hmm. it's not really quiet at night. Um, my aunt had come to live with us and she was sleeping on the couch and me and my aunt have always been close. And especially when I was little, um, I used to have really horrible nightmares. So I, whatever, whenever I would have one, I would go and I would sleep with her on the couch. One night when I was sleeping with her on the couch, 
almost like maybe a, maybe a bus because the lights were so bright passed by and it shined into the window of our living room and it woke me up. So I woke up and kind of trying to go back to sleep. And I look in front of me and right across from where our living room is, is our kitchen. And there was a person sitting on our kitchen table and it looked like a girl. uh, (gasps) But because I have two sisters and a mom, I was like, okay, whatever. It might just be Sandra or Georgette or my mom. It's probably one of them. Right. So I didn't really think anything of it, but they were just sitting there like, and it's like maybe two in the morning. Like, why are you just sitting at the kitchen table? So I'm trying to kind of adjust my eyes and see who that person is. And then another car passes by and the light streams in through the kitchen window. And it's definitely a girl, but she has no head. Oh, oh no. no! Completely, oh. completely headless. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! <laughs> it, it is head is on my kitchen table. Whoa! It is oh, on the table. No. Oh my god! And no. I'm looking at her. No. <laughs> this is a dream. I'm still having a nightmare. I'm, I'm still dreaming. This, this is all that this is like. And my mom had taught me this thing about if you're having a dream, if you're having a nightmare and you tell yourself, this is a dream, this is a dream, this is a dream. And try to start focusing in on like the real things. So like, this is my couch. This is my TV. This is my, you know, this, these are my pajamas. Your brain will slowly start to wake yourself up and then you'll wake up because you're Mm -hmm. focusing on rational things, right? Mm -hmm. Like real things. So that's what I started doing. I was like, okay, these are my pajamas. This is my aunt. This is my couch. This is my everything. I'm dreaming. Time to wake up. And it was not working. I could not wake (gasps) myself up. And this person on my kitchen table is still looking at me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, this is not working. I need to wake up. So I closed my eyes and I was like, just wake up, girl. Like, do wake up. This is now this is over. It's time. Wake up. I opened my eyes back up and she's right there. Oh, oh no. no. Right there. Oh, no. Oh. I want to say maybe a foot away from me. Oh. Head, that is way head, too close. Yes. Oh, no. My God. Head on. Wow, so at least no. there's that. Thank you for putting that head on. Yeah. But her head is on. <laughs> and oh. she's staring right at me. She's looking right at me. And I'm, because this is obviously not a dream anymore. I'm very much awake. And I don't know what to do. She's just looking at me. And then I think my brain finally realized that this is a horrible thing that's happening. And I just started screaming, just screaming my head off. You could not make me stop screaming. And you would think this is a spirit. This is a ghost. I'm freaking out. I'm screaming. It's going to go away. She literally turned around and walked out of my house. What the hell? Wow. Could have given two actual shits about me screaming. Just <laughs> very calmly walked away. Didn't, didn't, you know, disappear or fade out. Nothing. Just walked away. And my aunt obviously woke up. My parents woke up. Everybody woke up. They're trying to figure out why I'm screaming, why I'm freaking out. And I told them about what I had seen. And I just, I didn't know how to process it. I was like, why wouldn't she leave? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why would she not walk, like disappear or like, you know, something? Why did she so calmly just walk away? And my mom was like, what did you feel from her? Like when she was that close, did you feel threatened by her? Did she feel scary to you? Did she feel angry to you? Like when she was so close to you, what was, what was coming off of her? 
And I, I feel like the, the wave that was coming off of her was like acknowledgement. Like she wanted to be seen. That's what she Mm. wanted. Mm. She wanted to be acknowledged. She wanted me to see her. And when I finally saw her and reacted to her, she was like, okay, that's all I needed. And she left like very calmly walked away. And as an adult now, the way I rationalize it is that maybe she had been around for some time and nobody had seen her and she was just kind of sick of being ignored. And she made herself seen. (laughs) Yes. She finally made herself seen. And then when she got what she wanted, which is like, hey, I'm here too. Mm -hmm. She just left. She bounced out. Like she, she walked away. What we do know from that area is that because we're in a really high traffic area, because that house was in a really high traffic area, there were a lot of car accidents in that area. Um, There still are. I have family that lives like literally down the street and there's always something happening on that street. It's a very high traffic. It's one of those areas that like, it's a 25 speed limit, but nobody actually listens to it. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is it might've been the car accident. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. It's crazy because she was the very, very, very first spirit I ever saw. I was (laughs) maybe five or six years old. Um, She was the very first one. And it was crazy because I want to say that because she was so violent looking Mm -hmm. that she was violent herself, but she wasn't really. There was no anger coming off of her. There was no like. There was no frustration. There was nothing. It was just this sense that like she really wanted to be seen. And yeah. so I saw her and then she left. That's good though and, that she just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy too because we lived there until I was about 11. And I never saw her after that one time. Wow. Ever. Wow. That was the only time that I ever saw her. So I'm hoping that, you know, she got what she wanted and then she was able to go to wherever on. she needed yeah. to go yeah absolutely and you know just hopefully she's resting now yeah because the way that she looked it just it's it did seem very like she it was very painful it looked, you know yeah so i'm hoping that whatever she that's what she needed and that she's resting now hopefully yeah yeah fingers crossed but still terrifying to see <laughs> that is uh, yeah, especially, especially- as a child at such a young age yeah yeah yeah. wow and i think about her a lot actually it's it's crazy because the the very first book that i ever wrote um my acknowledge my like dedication is to her oh that's (laughs) beautiful she's the first one i ever saw and that was when my parents were kind of like um if it's gonna make you feel better start writing down what you're looking yeah what you're seeing i mean start writing down your nightmares start writing down what you're seeing and it'll It'll get it out of your brain and onto a paper so that it won't bother you anymore. And that's how I started writing like horror. So amazing. She, I, I owe her a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was uh, she was your push into this she spooky was. stuff. Have you ever have you ever looked at like in that street like deaths, um, like uh, police reports and stuff? So there is a few of them because of the fact that this was be like around 1997 or 1998 Mm -hmm. um police reports are kind of hard to find especially in that area of los angeles Mm -hmm. so far but um there have been a few car accidents involving girls that i've been able to find um none of them have pictures on it which absolutely sucks the closest one that i got was a female that was reported she was 20 
23, I think the police report said. Damn, wow. this was so long ago. But I want to say she was 23. And that, and all it says is that there was a neck and a shoulder injury. That oh. was the closest one I was able to find, was a neck and a shoulder injury. Um, so I, I wanted to say that that's her. But because I don't have any concrete evidence, I can't, you know. Know for sure, yeah. Know for sure. But it does make me really sad knowing that she was, if it is her, that she was so young. You know, yeah, 23 I mean, is she's so a baby. Young, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's such a young age. And I think back to like what I knew when I was 23 and I didn't know anything. Same, so the idea same. of, you know, so I I want to say that it's her. And if it is her, it just makes me so sad for her. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing those stories. Every episode. Yeah, thank um, you guys was, for having me. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to have you back sometime. Um, but every episode we share a spooky recommendation um, it can be anything, any type of media, um, as long as it's spooky. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> do you have anything? I 100% do. So this is a spooky book because um, I'm a really big book nerd. That's <laughs> all I oh, do same, same, same. is read. With us too. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's actually a series. It's called The Merciless. Oh, have not heard of this. Mm. The Merciless. It's... Um, a set of books by an author called Daniela Vega or Danielle Vega. Cause sometimes she's mm-hmm. under Daniela and sometimes she's under Danielle. Um, but the one that I have is Danielle Vega. Um, it's a series of stories. Um, I think there's three out so far following um, like this one girl who gets uh, like demonically possessed. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love yes. demonic possession movies and books. So yes. I yeah. gotta look this one up. <laughs> Yeah, so yes. no spoilers, but that's exactly what it's called. It's called The Merciless by Danielle Vega. She's a, such a great author, honestly. she's It's it's a really, really great series. Number three, so The Merciless Part 3 is actually the like prequel. Oh. So if you want to read them in order, you would technically read them number three and then one and then two. Okay. Mm. Um, so they're really, really good books. Um, so 100% recommend her. She's a fantastic author. She also has another book called Survive the Night, which is really good. Um, so she's just she's an author that I've been obsessed with for a very long time. Okay, adding these to my TBR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just added hers to, to <laughs> as, my as she was <laughs> like demonic possession. You know, yes. what? hopefully though, hopefully I learned my lesson this time and stopped doing pen, uh, demonic possession research or reading at like two o'clock in the morning because that's yeah, my right, thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> my 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 podcast, I've been doing like a six part series on demons from around the world because I was like, cool, this would be fun, right? Absolutely. I don't know why I did that to myself. <laughs> well, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, it's been like weeks of like research on all these different things, and I'm like, th- like two in the morning, like researching, <laughs> and then I turn around and I'm like, to the office because I am not gonna just properly. <laughs> I why did I do I'm that? Okay, I'm okay with uh, demonic possession unless it's like audio because uh, Christina like always like, hey, you're doing La Mano Peluda. And I'm like, okay, let me research a little bit. And then there was that one time where Christina was like, listen to this audio. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like yeah. tra- trying to translate, Googling up the like demon's name. And I was like, why do I do this to myself? I procrastinated all day. Now look at me. <laughs> yeah. I could have done this at three in the sunny afternoon and now I'm doing it at <laughs> night. <laughs> yes. 
Dang. Mm. Yeah, no, for what? But yeah, this is definitely a good book. I 100% recommend it. Uh, the first one, so part one, the cover's really funny because it's bubblegum pink, but there's a huge upside down pentagram on it. I saw it. So, <laughs> yes. So it's, it's the funniest thing to carry around in your bag <laughs> when people look at it. That is funny. I'm trying to find that because she has another cover. I think the paperback version mm-hmm. has a skull and a knife through it. The hardcover. Yeah, I'm going to have to get the hardcover. Yeah, that's the I'm like the book. I'm, <laughs> I'm like the weird parent who goes to like pick up my kids all in black every yep. single day. And then like all the other parents give me weird looks because <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I only wear black. I that's mean. yes this, see so do i my my little brother started high school and i went to go drop him off on his first day and i realized that that's the person that i had become because i was in black like torn jeans and this like mm-hmm. big black acdc t-shirt because i hadn't changed from <laughs> waking up in the morning and my hair was in a bun and i had these big old like black sunglasses on and everyone's looking and i'm like what is everyone like what are they staring at and i was like oh it's me it's me I look oh like- that was me because i yeah. live like an all white neighborhood you, you mm-hmm. guys like all white like it's it's conservative it's white like my kids are like in the minority like most of the kids in their school are white and then here i am short af brown yep all in black and then i have like these like uh stiletto nails black stiletto demon nails and then all the parents mm-hmm. are just looking at me i'm like Hi. That was literally me. My sunglasses have little like crescent <laughs> moons and like pentagrams on the sides of them. Love and I was that. like, what is everybody looking at? I'm like, oh my God, what is what? And I'm like, it's me. I look like the weirdo. I look like the goth kid. <laughs> I love had it. a kid. And my, my little brother was literally in a Hawaiian t-shirt. That was the what he wore for his first <laughs> that, day of high school. That, that's how me and my kids are because I'm not always yes. in black. I have like spooky stuff on me all the time. Like I have an owl backpack that I use. Me too. And then um, <laughs> and then my daughter is like in rainbows and glitter because that's yep. her aesthetic. She's like that girly girl that well, I should say she's like one of those girls that will like play sports in a dress type. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but she loves everything rainbow. And here I am like all in black. And my daughter <laughs> is just like yep. a rainbow, like the opposite. <laughs> that was my brother. He literally looked like he had stepped out of like a Jimmy Buffett concert. And I was like dressed in all black. And I was like, I look like the goth kid had just like the oddest child. And now I'm like, run off to PE now, son. And I'm like, he's not even my kid. And oh my I still God. look like a weird, I was like, oh my God. You still look like the weird mom. <laughs> I still look like the weird goth mom. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a vibe and we're sticking to it. <laughs> 30 years old and I, it's, I'm not changing now. <laughs> right. You know, that reminds me of that family picture where like, the two parents and I think the daughter are all goth and then the yes, son is like the one, one kid <laughs> the one kid yes oh my god that's so funny <laughs> I was like oh well have fun at school Mateo <laughs> para <laughs> Uh, well, MJ, do you have any spooky recommendations? Did you already say any? Um, yeah, well, we were talking about it. Um, what's it called? Day Shift, which is a comedy oh, yes, horror yes. on Netflix. It is hilarious. If you like vampires. So funny. Oh, my God. The ending with the daughter when she finds out. (laughs) I was like, so they're full of. And I was like, yes, that was so funny. I was like cackling the entire (laughs) time. It was just too good. And the beginning, the intro, the intro with. Oh, so good. 
this interesting was perfect. Love it. Sorry if I could like push out just one more. Just oh because yeah, no, go Dave for it. Franco's in that. So Dave Franco is in that. He directed a movie called Oh gosh, let me try to find it because it is so good. It's got his wife um, from Community in it. Um. The one who played Annie, but I'm trying to remember what her name is. Oh, I didn't Ooh. know they were married. Okay. Yeah, I actually found out when I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a true crimey time movie. It almost um, reminds me of The Strangers. Oh, mm. okay. It's really good if I can remember the name of it so that I'm not just like sitting here rambling. The Rental, that's what it's called. Okay. Um, okay. It's called The Rental. It's directed by Dave Franco in it. It's got um, her in it, Brie. I want to say her name is Brie Larson, uh, is but I don't Al- think no. no, that's the. Allison Brie. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Allison Brie, yeah. Allison Brie. It's got Allison Brie in it. It's called The Rental. It's kind of like The Strangers. It's a very, very, very good movie. I definitely recommend that as well. Okay, adding that to my list yeah. as well. And um, my spooky recommendation this week, um, I don't know why it took so long watching this movie. It's called Vuelven. It's all in Spanish, but in English, it's Tigers Are Not Afraid. And um, mm-hmm. it's directed mm-hmm. by uh, Is- Isa Lopez. And mm-hmm. it's it it's so good. Like It's so sad, so tragic, and so creepy at the same time. So yeah, if you're going to watch it, you know, just be ready to be just very sad. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's so good. I was like, wow, that was like the most beautiful and horrifying movie I've seen. Like in that combination. I need to watch it. Yeah, it's good. But again, just uh, so it's like um, almost like realism. And then like, you know, like real life horrors mixed in with like. I don't know some a little bit of horror and it's from the point of view of like children um, and it has to do with cartels and like you know how children suffer from everything that's going on Mm -hmm. but yeah it's really good it's on Shudder it's probably on other no it's a Shudder exclusive so it's probably it might be only on Shudder I need to get it like yeah because I've been on a horror movie kick lately I watched Stigmata oh oh, that's a good movie yeah such a good movie. I like watch it every like other month because it's just like wow, this is such a well made movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Susto podcast has an excellent episode on Stigmata. BT BTW. Ooh. I haven't. Got, I don't think I've gotten to. I'm like yeah, it's one of his I've old listened ones. to their latest four last four episodes. I gotta catch up. Before we go, do you want to share where you can be found, your podcast, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I stream off of Anchor. So if you guys want to find me on Anchor, there's that. But you can also find me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. It's Scary Stories for the Soul. And if you guys are interested in my book, it's a children's like horror folktale book. Ooh. Um, It's called The Blackwood Chronicles. And you can find that on Amazon. Okay, okay. We'll look that up. I have children, so yes. Yeah, MJ, you love the children horror books? Yeah, and then, oh, I, yes. Like, that's what my, I get my, I got my kids, like, um, my daughter's birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
my daughter's birthday's coming up and um a friend of mine bought her the x-files kids book oh how sweet oh my I was god like, you guys are the best and, and like a bunch of like uh kids uh cryptid books and i was like you guys are the best um yeah again thank you so much for coming on and everyone thank you for having me yeah guys. you're welcome uh thanks for listening and i don't know if you find yourself in a haunted house if the rent is worth it make friends with the ghosts <laughs> yep mm-hmm. stay a spooky and we will catch everyone next time bye 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 thank you so much to the spooky supporting us on patreon diana ashes Anne, janie michelle monica modesto cynthia perla Jesenia, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash spookytales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out CultivatePodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our spooky merch. We have spooky shirts. We have no mamas shirts. And we have a cool hat that I just added. It's like a baseball hat, not like a hat hat. Um, We also have a beanie in there. And they just say spooky on there. But I'm a big fan of the hat. It says spooky in old English letters. And I love it. I wear it every day. Not because I want to go around repping the podcast. But it's comfy. It's a great hat. You can go to SpookyTales.com slash store. I'm always adding new designs. But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky.